0: fans eagles fans the philadelphia eagles 2022 season is in full effect training camp has begun and as you already know jacob sports has you covered make sure you guys smash that like button make sure you guys subscribe to the youtube channel especially if you're new and of course make sure you guys go check out the jacob sports website jacobsports.com there you can check out the man the myth the legend john McMullen. He's constantly giving you guys updates on your Philadelphia Eagles. He's he's keeping you guys locked in and keyed in on training camp. And, of course, we're going to keep you guys abreast with everything that's going on tonight. And we're going to continue to give you guys these daily late-night conversations when it comes to your Philadelphia Eagles and things that are going on in training camp. But enough with the pleasantries. John McMullen, the head behind football 24-7. First things first, how are you feeling this evening?
1: I'm doing well, Tone. Thanks. Good to be with you uh, for season number two of the training camp tonight portion of Football
0: 24-7. But season number 28 for you? is, that, is, is, is <laughs> Well, that- yeah, you know I hurt? do
1: the math every year. I think I got it right this year. Not for the Eagles, but 28th NFL training camp. I'm old, basically, except. I said. But-
0: that uh saying. you you're only as old as you feel. Let's let's make <laughs> let's make that very clear. But the Eagles are very good at making you feel much older. They age you in ways that you probably don't even realize. Keeping up with this team, how, how long have you been covering the Eagles thus far?
1: Um, full time since I got back, since the first year of Doug Peterson, so 2016 uh, till now. But I was back uh, doing occasional eagles work probably a 2010 so i'd be down there on occasion just not always so um depends how you want to look at it but uh yeah i've been around the team for a while uh been around the nfl for longer but um it's always fun when training camp starts and hell i give i give uh nick seriani a lot of credit and i want to I hope Nick is watching he's kind of busy so probably not but 58 minutes is what I clocked it at today Tom 58 minutes
0: is that a record or or no <laughs> because we all know this Philadelphia Eagles team hasn't really been spending that much time on uh, on the turf, on the grass. And, I mean, it's not just them, right? It's pretty much league-wide, this new CBA. Yeah,
1: you, it, it's much different than it used to be. You can go 90 minutes, um, and the Eagles went 58. So, um, But I will say they, they went um, – Nick has three kinds of practices. He calls them green, yellow, and red. Uh, and this was a green, high-intensity practice. So – while they were out there, they were they were working working pretty hard. But, hey, 58 minutes, I'll take it. I'll take it. Thanks, Nick Sirianni.
0: Definitely. Any kind of football that we can get. And Philadelphia Eagles fans, NFL fans have been fiending for football action. And it's finally here, you guys. Preseason is around the corner. The NFL season is around the corner. But there's so many narratives, so many storylines that we have to address before that even comes about. But I have to ask, John. You were there at the Novacare Complex. You were around Nick Sirianni. You were around Harry Roseman. You were around the players. You were around the other Eagles beat reporters. I have to ask, what's the overall energy right now at the Novacare Complex? What's the overall feeling that you get being around everyone and once again for another training camp? <clears throat> what are the vibes right now?
1: Well, the overall, I think everybody's excited. I think it's natural you get excited uh, every year at training camp because it's a new beginning. Um, last year it was about change more than anything else. I don't think there were a lot of expectations. This year there's a ton of expectations. And every, every time I get to talk to Howie, I think he tries to dial those back a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, because he's been through it all. And he said today, you know, some of the best teams we had are not the most talented teams. Um, And some of the more talented teams we've had haven't uh, uh, kind of developed like they wanted to. So in the NFL, I always say everybody's got good players. You know, I know my partner in the morning, Jody McDonald, thinks the Eagles are going to roll over Detroit in week one. They might. But if you go up and down the roster, even teams like Detroit, some of the worst teams in this league on paper, they still have good players and they have good players that can jump up and bite you. Um, And that's what Howie was kind of talking about. It's, it's great that you look good on paper, but you know, you got to work and and you got to make sure you're doing everything the right way. If you're going to reach your potential.
0: Absolutely. And that just speaks to the amount of pressure like you mentioned, that's on this, that's on this team right now. And the city is not holding back. Let's be totally honest about this. The Philadelphia Eagles have made a lot of moves this off season to put themselves in the same category as maybe a borderline tier one top, a top tier two team in this NFL. Um, are they Super Bowl contenders? I wouldn't quite, I wouldn't quite say that, but are they playoff contenders? Are they a team that can give me are they a team that can make it hard for other opponents? Are they a team that can get you know give you a rough day? Absolutely, just because of the talent they've added, but they have to put it together. I say all that to say, like I said, there's obvious pressure on this 2022 Eagles team. But do you feel that they feel there's a lot of pressure? I know Nick Sirianni and his press conference and Javier Rose and the like tried to curb that pressure. But do you feel that they feel that there's a lot of pressure on this season.
1: I think Howie does. That's why I said, I, I think Howie's the one that's been through it and understands sort of that pressure. Um, And really dating back since the spring, he's tried to, you know, try to temper people a a little bit and see how it develops. Um, From Nick's standpoint, you know, and the coaches, I think they're more about day to day than anything else. So, I don't think they pay a ton of attention to that other than everywhere they go in their personal life. Everybody's excited about the team. I, I think they realize uh, the expectations are there, uh, whether that creates added pressure. I don't know how much more added pressure can you have than last year's two and five start. I mean, I, um, there were people in this town calling for Nick Sirianni's head at, at two and five saying he was not ready for this. He was not prepared mm-hmm. for this. So um, it's better to have more talent than less talent. So I think the coaching staff thinks they're in a better position. Um, and now they gotta, they gotta figure out how to do something with that. So what, was the
0: overall what's your overall birds-eye view of how Trina Can went today? Again, it's day 1, so you, I'm pretty sure you I'm pretty sure you probably didn't see too much action, but give the people an overall synopsis of how Trina Can went today through your eyes and then we'll dive into the nitty-gritty, we'll dive into the details as the show progresses.
1: Well, I I think there was more action than I expected to be honest. Uh, they did a lot of 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 red zone work um which Kind of mirrors last year. They did a lot early last year as well. Um, so they obviously value situational work um, more than anything else. And and starting there, a lot of seven-on-sevens, a lot of full-team drills. Obviously, there's no pads. They can't put on pads till I think, day seven of training camp. But um, they were – They were going at it, uh, as, as hard as you can, uh, without pads. And there were some good and some bad, you know, I, you know, Jalen hurts. Everybody is focused on him, had a great back shoulder throw to Quez Watkins. Uh, one of the best throws I've ever, I've ever seen him make in practice or in a game. It was tremendous, um, then he, he was, you know, his his worst play was late on a throw, and that's something that puts up a red flag because he was very late with the football lot last year. He was late on the throw in the red zone. Marcus Epps was able to break and undercut Dallas Goddard and pick off a pass, and which was a positive from the defensive standpoint because they need Marcus Epps to step up, and he showed the kind of range – um, that maybe Anthony Harrison and uh, Chikwaski Tart don't have at this stage of their career. so that's a positive for the defense. but um, yeah, it was it was it, usually the defense is ahead of the offense early in camp. I didn't get that feeling, so it's not like the offense didn't hold its own. Um, the rookies uh, started off very slowly. I expected that with N'Kobe Dean. He started on the third team. Um Jordan Davis, though, they didn't they didn't give the big guy a starting spot from day one. They had him behind Marlon Tui Peloto, which won't last long. But um
0: <laughs> Do you think that was just uh, an ego check?
1: Yeah, probably. Probably like, you know. We're going to make you earn this type thing. <clears throat> now, Fletcher yeah. Cox was was out today. He was not out, but he was limited after a bunch of players had COVID recently, and they're sort of progressing back from that. They didn't want to throw him on the field. Uh, Jason Kelsey was one who completely missed practice. And that was the one rookie, Cam Jurgens, because uh, Jason Kelsey wasn't there, they gave... Cam Jergens the first team reps at center but Jordan Davis and 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 N'Kobe Dean yeah they got to they got to build themselves up and um probably the other rookie Grant Calcaterra had a couple nice catches so he's going to have an opportunity to to play on this team as well cuz they need a backup tight end but it was interesting with Jordan Davis they didn't just say okay uh, you're going to be the starter from day one. They're going to they're going to try to make him earn it.
0: I like I like where you're going with this because the rookies is a group that I'm really keen on. You know, there these are we we have some rookies that are winners. They come from a championship um, program. You know, the Georgia Bulldogs, and we have some other guys as well that are talented in their own right. And I'm curious as to the body language of some of the rookies. You know, sometimes these guys are used to being put at the forefront. You know, these guys are essentially being asked to start from the bottom once again and that's something they're not used to especially guys like jordan davis and nicobe dean being and being from a championship program like i said what overall feeling did you get from those rookies i know you mentioned you know uh jordan davis started behind marlon took a little and uh gary kakatera he had some good plays and so on and so forth but what sense of body language did you get from the rookies. How do you think they've responded to their first official training camp um as a Philadelphia Eagle and being in the NFL?
1: No, I think it was fine. I don't think anyone took it in a in a poor way. I think if that happens, you know, you'll get put in your place pretty quickly in the NFL. I mean, you know, doesn't matter if you're a first round pick or or a seventh round pick. Um there's a lot to learn and when you have people on the defensive line, like Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and uh, Javon Hargrave and Josh wet and on and on and on who've done it. And, uh, you know, you, it, people understand you got to wait your turn and um, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how, how it progresses more for Dean than Davis, because you know, Davis is going to play. Um, but, Dean, it's going to be interesting because the Eagles have other options at linebacker. G.J. Edwards, uh, Kaiser White were the starters today uh, when they were in their sort of uh, base 5-2. That's another one of my pet peeves. Stop saying 3-4 four, and 4-3 four, people. <laughs> oh, oh, man, I know you hate yeah. it. I, you just put out a tweet saying, I wish you guys yeah. stop
0: it. <laughs> just, just, just stop it.
1: Oh, it just bothers me because, uh, you know, you're going to hear people say the Eagles are playing a 3-4 with Josh Joshua and Hassan Reddick uh, playing on the line of scrimmage. And they're they're not pay- playing a traditional 3-4, but, um, you know, but they're going to play all different versions of that front. But I digress as far as, you know, Jordan's going to play. I mean, he's just too talented. Nicobe they have other options. The second team was Davion Taylor and Sean Bradley. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how quickly uh, that progresses.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting because I was reading your article on jacobsports.com. Make sure you guys go check that out as well. JacobSports.com, J-A-K-I-B, sports.com. All our content is on there along with John McMullen's articles as well. Um, I was reading your article. Um, your day one report from training camp and you had it, you, 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 you had a, a blurb about TJ Edwards and he was one of your standouts. Now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he ripped the ball away from AJ Brown on an underneath route, Correct. Yeah. Now yeah. what I'm what I'm curious about is I know the COVID is behind Edwards because they're white, Davion Taylor, though you know, those, those, those type of guys. Right. I'm curious to see, or I'm curious if TJ Edwards, understands the assignment you know he he understands that nicobe dean is not there to just relax and take up space i think he feels that nicobe dean is breathing down his neck do you think what do you think that does for the linebacker room in general because again you know we know tj Edwards, because Kaiser white and davion taylor are ahead of dean but nothing set in stone this is only day one what do you think dean's presence and on top of that, Davion Taylor's hunger to recover from last season and build on what he did last year as well. What do you think that does for the overall linebacker room? And who do you think will end up getting the nod uh, come week one?
1: Um, I think, uh, you know, anytime you bring in a good player, it's going to, you know, people are going to be put uh, on notice, so to speak, on edge. I, I don't think the Eagles were planning on getting Nicobe Dean. In fact, I know they weren't planning on getting Nicobe Dean. So sort of like a curveball, um, they were expecting to go ahead with TJ Edwards, uh, Kaiser White and Davion Taylor. That was gonna be sort of their linebacker group. Um, and then all of a sudden he falls to them in the third round. Um, I you know, it's interesting with TJ because TJ um he came here and he said he was ninth on the depth chart (laughs) when he got here. Um, and it's interesting because for those who don't know, he was, he was a great linebacker in college at Wisconsin and he was second in the, in the Budkis award, uh, uh, voting at, at one point, second to Roquan Smith, who ended up being a top 10 pick out of Georgia. Um, same as Nicobe won the Buckus Award, same as Nicobe. Um, he was second, that's how good he was in college. Uh, but he ran a 478. And if you run a 478, the NFL isn't going to draft you, and they didn't draft him. Um, and it's it's funny because forever, like TJ Edwards today, doesn't run a 478. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, he's never going to be. He's never going to be Davion Taylor, um, who can run, you know, all, a four four. Um, but he he he's improved his um, athleticism. Uh he knew he had to improve it. He's also very instinctive, um, which helps because if you take a false step as a linebacker, you can run all the four fours you want. It's not going to matter. Guy can run a 4 6, but if he has instincts, uh, he's going to be better than you in coverage. So that was the knock against TJ Edwards, that he couldn't cover people. Still the knock on him. People say it. People say it all the time. But it is, you know, I've called him the most underrated player on this team. Um, Pro Football Focus just named him the Eagles' secret superstar. Uh, they picked a really? secret superstar for each each team. I think that word's a little bit overblown, but he's a good, good football player. Um, I don't know if you saw his recent social media tweet. Uh, he works out with TJ Watt and those guys, the old Wisconsin guys. He's in good shape, man. <laughs> so people who think, <laughs> People who think Nicobe Dean's going to walk in here and and beat out T.J. Edwards, and I tell Jody this practically every morning, not going to happen. If Nicobe Dean gets on the field uh, for the Eagles as a starting linebacker, it will be for Kaiser White. It will not be for T.J. Edwards.
0: And that's actually what I would prefer, because I would love to have N'Kobe Dean just running free out there and just being able to just – you know attack right and you know these young guys although tj edwards is a guy who has the experience has the instincts you know he understands the assignment you know these young guys are going to continue to push these older guys and you know i said that to say you know the safety position is another group that's really interesting to me right really fascinating because yes anthony harris was sick today and i feel that he can't afford to miss days at camp i understand he's recovering but he can't afford to miss days. You have guys like Marcus Epps, who's trying to make a name for himself. Jakowski Tart, who's trying to earn a roster spot. Um, Kavon Wallace, who's trying to redeem himself after a lackluster start to his career. Uh, What's your overall assessment of the safety position? Because I know Epps and Wallace got the first team reps, and Tart did not, yet he has more experience than both of those guys combined. is Tart behind in the playbook? Is 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 he is he not grasping things? Um, you know what made what do you think made them? What do you think made the team put Wallace ahead of Tart when it came to the first team reps? Is it was it strictly just knowing the playbook?
1: I you know he just got here June um 18th or 19th, and remember, um, OTAs were done. Uh, so Tchaikovsky, uh, Tart didn't do anything with the Eagles before today from a, a any playbook standpoint, on-field standpoint. Um, you know, he signed in the dead period. So he. this is the first day, really, well, Tuesday, uh, when they reported, was the first day he was part of this organization. So it's no surprise that they uh, didn't put him out there as a starter on day one. Although, you know, if you go back to last year, Tone, they signed Steven Nelson two days before the start of camp. Two days before the start of camp. That's true. And on the first rep, he was a starting corner. So it's not like they won't do it. Um, Why they didn't do it with Tart? I don't know. Maybe they want to light a fire under Kayvon Wallace, they need to get younger. They need to get more athletic at safety. Um, that's the hope with Marcus Epps. And Marcus made the best play of the day today.
0: Right. He got um, your game ball, right?
1: Yeah. Well, practice game my ball. my practice game ball. That's becoming famous here on Jacob Sports. Um, uh, so Marcus Epps gets the first one today. Um and they kind of hope they want both of those guys, Marcus Epps and Kayvon Wallace, because they're younger, they're they're faster um, than Anthony Harrison, Chikoski Tart. Um, and if they would love for him to seize the moment. Now, Howard Roseman, it was almost perfect. I mean, he was talking up Marcus Epps before practice started, and then he went out and made a play. Um a big play and he showed what he can do um with Kayvon Wallace he also mentioned and he said with Kayvon he admitted we need to see more he was like he was he called him yeah, up You're right he yeah he up. was playing up Marcus Epps but with Kayvon he said we need to see more um and they need to see more it's they do
0: absolutely you know Final word on the defense and then I'm gonna to transition to the offense side of the ball. I know that's what the people really want to talk about. I know what Jalen Hurts is really, you know, why they're here, right? They went here. Did Jalen Hurts throw how many touchdowns did he throw? You know, all the all the stats, right? But um this is my final uh, my final thought on the defense, and I want to get your uh, get your take on this. You know, Jonathan Gannon's defense is and has been the topic of, the topic of conversation throughout this entire offseason. Um, is he capable? Um, what will he do now that he has the talent? Um you know what, what? What was what was the overall energy around Jonathan Gannon, um, especially uh, especially when it came to how he approached, um, you know, challenging his guys uh, on the defense side of the ball, challenging those guys throughout our training camp on the first day, and outside of the guys like T.J. Edwards and Marcus Epps, were there any other players on defense that stood, that stood out to you and and, and are
1: potentially um, trying
0: to make noise for themselves?
1: Um. Well, first of all, you never, ever, ever. What's so special about Hero Bread? Soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar,
0: fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health.
1: Shop now at Hero.co. Co. Have to worry about energy when it comes to Jonathan Gannon, uh, ever. I'm, I mean, the guy is. Ridiculous! He's got more energy than Zach Berman, and anybody <laughs> who knows Zach Berman, and nobody, Hunter Brody, if you know Hunter, his energy, nobody uh, on the planet has Jonathan more Hunter Brody,
0: man, energy is yeah. electric.
1: Nobody has more energy than Jonathan Gannon. Nobody. So that's never, never going to be an issue. It's funny um, because his
0: press conferences or his interviews, you would never get that from him.
1: He's very stoic, very calm, very measured. Well, he's very, yeah, he's very calm. He's very collected, but, um, man, well, actually, if you see the beginning, he'll say "Happy Tuesday." He'll, he'll you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, off camera, he's just a ball of of, of energy. But, um, as as far as guys who stood out, you know, it's kind of tough in this environment for defensive linemen. Uh, to stand out because obviously you got no pads on you can't sack the quarterback you can't beat people up same thing with offensive line but you know the good thing about that is you know the Eagles are good on the offensive line you know they're good on the defensive line so that's a little bit of a positive so I think we're all focused on sort of the back seven on defense and then uh, the skill position players on offense. And when it came to the defense, we talked about Epps. Uh, we talked about the linebackers as far as guys making play. Probably, man, I, I wrote about this. The best PBU came with uh, Kerry Benson Jr. on 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 Calcaterra, uh and Carson Strong. So you're talking about the third team, but uh, made a great, Uh, pass breakup, so you kind of look for those types of things with coverage players. And as far as receivers, and this is a prediction, I mean, (laughs) Jalen Rager is going to dominate this camp. Uh, (laughs) And he was dominant in in day one for this reason. He's a first-round talent for people who don't believe that. That's fine. But again, if the Eagles didn't take him, the Saints were going to take him at 24. Um, so it's not like the Eagles were the only team that won to Jalen Rager. Um, he just hasn't performed. But when you put him out there against second and third team corners, it's easy for him. And that, you know, and that's going to be something the Eagles sort of have to decide, is that fool's gold or are they going to try this reclamation project? Ultimately, what tends to happen with receivers is they take them off the field uh, if they get a hangnail. So, you know, there are going to be days where they just sit A.J. and Devontae just to sit them. And they're going to give Jalen Rager first team reps. And when you see him against Slay, when you see him against Bradbury, you'll get a better indication but, man, he's too good for second, third team corners. And I know people don't want to hear that, but he's too good.
0: Hey, I mean, it is what it is. You guys are tuned into Football 24-7 with John McMullen on the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. I'm your humble host, Tone DeShields II. Also from Chalk It Up Sports, where no matter if we win or if we lose, we just got turned to the game. Make sure you guys go check that out as well. Also, make sure you guys go check out John McMullen's writing on jacobsports.com and also shout out to our sponsor Ocean's Casino Resort and make sure you guys if you have the opportunity if you need a vacation if you need to get to the beach make sure you guys book at Ocean Casino Resort and make sure you guys go check out the gallery the new sports book bar and you can watch the games there anything you want to do when it comes to sports your betting get some good food get some good drinks get some good energy go to Ocean Casino Resort they'll take care of you there and, and our all- live
1: post game show is going to be
0: oh, there you live. Read my, you read my mind, John. You read my mind. The live post game with Seth Joyner, Devin Caney, Derek Gunn, and Mike Missinelli. This is an all star roster. And you guys had to make sure you're locked in for the Jacob Sports post game show coming at you live from Ocean Casino Resort, the new gallery sports book in Atlantic City, New Jersey. You guys do not want to miss this. This is going to be the best. The absolute best. I'm telling you, this is going to be the absolute best post game show on the planet. Be there or be squared. Now, let's transition to let's transition to the offensive side of the ball, John. You know, Nick Sirianni he rocked a Jalen Hurts T-shirt today, and we thought we were going to see the end of Nick Sirianni's pandering. But you know, he the is pander
1: little. and chief. <laughs> I like to call him.
0: I like yeah. that the pander and the chief. I like that. You know, you you know they say uh, you can't, you know you can't take the boy out of the man sometimes, right? But Nick Sirianni he rocked that Jalen Hurts T-shirt and it begs the question: where is Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni's chemistry right now? You know, you see mic'd up where Nick Sirianni called Jalen Hurts his son and you know they got a handshake and they're trying to teach AJ uh, Brown. You know, from what you were able to see, what's the what's the dynamic between Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts entering year two of their marriage?
1: I think it's, I think it's great. I think they have a lot in common. They're both, uh, and and Nick has mentioned this a bunch. They're both uh, coaches, uh, sons, uh, and obviously Nick became a coach himself, but Jalen was coached by his father as well. So they have that in common. They sort of of grew up in the football mentality with their fathers. Um, So even though they're different generations, they have that in common. Um, then there's, you know, when we talk about it and we dissect Jalen Hurts, I think people don't realize like coaches look at things differently. Like, it's not that they don't recognize that people have to get better, but the nature of the job almost demands you. And I just talked about it with, with Jonathan Gannon and his energy, you got to be, relentlessly optimistic you, you have to be because it's your job to get these players better every player doesn't matter who from Aaron Donald on down every player can get better um and that's how they look at it and and they're trying to get their players better so they're not looking at oh man I wish I had Justin Herbert's arm and you know that's not how coaches look at things um now Howie Roseman he's got a different job and he's got to look at things a little bit differently but as far as Nick Sirianni goes you know it's all right who do I have let me go coach him up and that's how most coaches in the NFL think and they are glasses half full people I'm a glass is half empty guy. I'm I'm going (laughs) to criticize people, you know. That's what 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 people who cover this sport um, the right way should do. Um, Coaches they have to be optimistic, have to be, and and that kind of defines Nick Sirianni.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, with with a job like this, right? You have to be able to see the silver lining. You have to be able to. You have to be able to look over the hill and see the sunrise, right? So Hertz, you spoke on the coaching staff and the type of perspective they need to have. And, you know, Hertz, you know, spoke on having the same coaching staff for the second year, you know, in a row for the first time since being in high school with his dad. Clearly, he sees the value in that. But I'm curious to know from you, how valuable is that for Jalen Hertz entering technically year 3 of his career um year 2 as a starter and overall how valuable is it in the grand scheme of things in his development and his production and, and his comfortability
1: i i think it's very valuable i mean anytime you're more comfortable number 1 it 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 makes you play faster it makes you play a little bit better so the more understanding you have of the offense the better it is. You know, it's interesting. I was just talking to a an ex-Eagle scout, and, you know, one of the things he pointed out, it's been, I don't know, probably about a decade where there's been a shift. So when when people talk about progressions, for instance, um, going from, you know, the first option to the second option to the third option to the fourth option, doesn't happen right. anymore doesn't happen anymore. Um, and they and the game has changed to try to take advantage of what quarterbacks can do because that's what they're learning at the college level. So instead of trying to pound the, the square peg of the round hole, they they've started to try to take advantage of the strengths of, of particular quarterbacks. And he also mentioned it's easier to teach concepts than plays when it comes to young quarterbacks.
0: Can you expand on that for the, for the fans?
1: Well, I mean, if you listen to some of those old school plays from Bill Walsh, I mean, you got to be a, a genius just to call them. I mean, they have this verbiage that is ridiculous, um, 300 page playbooks, and can't do that anymore. Um You, you a, you don't have the time to do it. Uh, B, it probably doesn't make sense to do it. Um, why make something harder than it needs to be? Um, so it's sort of the work, uh, smarter, not harder mentality. Um, you, you know, you only get to work 58 minutes. Now you used to get to work two, two and a half hours. Um, There was a lot more room to teach and learn and that kind of stuff. So I think all these people saying, uh, well, he can't do this. He can't do that. Don't realize the game has changed. So it's about, you know, sort of developing what he does have. And one of the problems, and it showed up today, is throwing the football too late. And that – it, it popped up with the Epps play again. Um, but when does that get better? That gets better when you understand what you're looking at, when you get more comfortable in an offense, and you trust what you see. Um, and the more you're in the same offense, the more experience you get, the easier that will become. That's, that's the Eagles hope.
0: <clears throat> so we say that to say – how was the chemistry? From what you were able to see, the chemistry between him and AJ Brown. This was our first times, you know, seeing AJ Brown and some the closest thing you can call action, right? Uh, you know, we saw we saw some some plays, you know, on Twitter and uh, on the on, on the Jacob Sports Twitter. At like that, uh, make sure you guys go follow that as well, Jacob Sports uh, on, on Twitter. Um, what what was your overall assessment of how the wide receivers perform and even the tight ends with Jalen Hurts? Do, do you see uh, improvement? Uh, and chemistry and sure there are some things you might not be able to measure until the actual bullets start flying in real live action games but from just from what you were able to see um did you see some uh did you see an improved timing from Jalen Hurts you know with certain guys that maybe the timing wasn't as sharp in previous uh previous seasons
1: well I don't think you have to worry about him and AJ because they're so close and they've been so close um for years um that's one of those things that you're not going to have to worry about but uh, Quez Watkins, I mentioned that back shoulder um, throw. I wouldn't expect to see that to Quez Watkins in the slot. Uh, you know, typically, if you think about Aaron Rodgers is the best back shoulder thrower I've ever seen. You typically throw those those outside the numbers um, where it's, you know, your guy's going to catch it, Devontae Adams. Uh, who's now gone, but he'll find somebody else, uh, or nobody's going to catch it. Um, He threw this from the slot. Quez was running this route from the slot. It's just a great throw, great throw. Now, it was seven on sevens. It wasn't the full 11 on 11. So there's more traffic, obviously, when everybody's on the field. That would make that throw even more difficult but it was a high degree of difficulty throw and he made it and it was perfect. And that's positive. And that's a receiver that that's a young receiver. um, who's not known for great route running. Um, So from Quez's perspective and challenge perspective, just, just a great play, but can you do that kind of thing consistently? That's, that's the bigger question.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, the biggest question, you know, for Jalen Hurts' career, right, consistency. Can you make the throws that you need to make when it's time to make them? You know, I feel like his arm strength is a little bit overblown, but the anticipation he lacks at times is why people question his arm strength, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: The Eagles, by the way, don't question his arm strength. They have no concerns over his arm strength. And no matter how many times I say that, people don't believe it. They have no concerns over his arm strength. You're right. A lot of people tell not look at those deep throws last year, for instance, and say, oh, you can't throw the ball deep. You can't throw the ball deep, or he can, but he can't throw the ball deep when you get the ball out late. It's going to look bad. It's got to be out on time. And that was the issue uh, with Jalen Hurts.
0: Right. In the press conferences, you guys had a chance to to speak with Jalen and um, I guess, you know, check his pulse. Right. You know, what energy, what vibe are you guys getting from Jalen Hurts on um, this season? Um, he clearly hears the noise. Uh, he, 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 you know, he, he never seems baffled or never seems rattled in any way. You know, that's the you know, that's the kind of guy that can defuse a bomb on any on any given day. Right. He just has this. He has ice in his veins. But, you know, this is a new season, a new year, uh, a new type of pressure. Um, maybe pressure he hasn't felt. Who knows? But you know, when you guys spoke to him in his press conference, what was what was the overall feeling you guys got from him? Um, well, what, Jalen
1: never, never never changes. Yeah, he never changes. As you mentioned, he's he's a flat line, and a lot of that I give credit to Nick Saban, who who kind of divide. you hear the same thing about Mac Jones. Uh, you hear the same thing about Tua. Uh, he makes sure quarterbacks understand, and they call it rat poison. You've heard Jalen say it, And rat poison can be good and it can be bad because people can pat you on the back and you start believing it, start thinking you're great or the common, you know, criticisms. That was a big narrative today. There was a report here from Derek Gunn on Jacob sports about uh, Jalen at an OTA practice. A.J. Brown came to his defense uh, Jalen was asked about it today. Um, he didn't know about it until AJ told him about it. That's right. <laughs> the kind of that's the kind of guy he is. Um, he doesn't listen to what other people are saying, and that's a good thing. I advocate to every NFL player: Jalen Rager, get the heck off social media. Get Man. get off social media. Um, don't pay attention to it. And we have asked, because A.J. Brown's been, now A.J.'s a great player, but i say the same thing to him, you know, don't bother with social media. No good can come of it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, we're going to begin to close this show out uh, very soon. I am um, going to close it out with this question. I know we spoke about, uh, you know, they did a lot of situational work today, right, in the red zone, things of that nature. But. I'm not sure if they did this today. Um, maybe you can provide some insight, or maybe they'll you know do it at a later date. You never know, but maybe you can provide some insight on this. I think the most important form of situational football that Jalen Hurts needs to improve on or show that he can do are the come-from-behind situations, the two-minute or the four-minute drills, right? Where you know, were, 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 was that anything that they worked on today? Um, do you anticipate that something to come? Um, you know, what's your thoughts on Jalen Hurts and his situational football? Uh, specifically in the two-minute or four-minute drills you have to come from behind by 3.7 points, maybe double digits?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they're going to work on it. They're going to work on third downs. They're going to work, you know, they started with red zone. They did that last year as well. They're going to work a lot with third downs as we continue to go through camp. They're going to spend a lot judging from last year at the joint practices uh, doing – they would end those joint practices and hurry up drills. Um, and Jalen did pretty well against the Jets, but it was the you know everybody the says it's, it's the <laughs> Jets. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know four minute is you know are you ahead is 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 four minute, uh, and that's really to run out the clock. It's tough to do that in you know the current football environment because nobody goes live, nobody you know. I heard a joke today that you know Andy Reid goes two and a half hours, and uh, uh, we do, we we do yoga and and facials, and, and <laughs> <laughs> but Andy does not do two and a half hours because he's not allowed to do two and a half hours. But he would. This team would not. So it's interesting. It's an interesting uh, dichotomy. Um, but they they will work on two minute uh, red zone third downs more than anything else.
0: Mm. Okay, now John, I, I apologize. I lied to you. I have one more question for you just, 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 just one for the people, right? Just, just for the one time. What are some things that you noticed about the beginning of training camp this year that may differ from last year?
1: Uh, they have tomorrow off. <laughs> <laughs> They are, uh, they are doing a walkthrough tomorrow. Okay.
0: Um, and that's part of that red light, green light, yeah. <laughs> uh, yellow yeah. light. Module. So what, what is that exactly again? Like what is,
1: well, supposedly the Eagles, um, have done studies that say the third day and Tuesday, uh, when they reported, they did some conditioning, um, today they went really hard, really intense for a short burst. Um, And they say their studies that you get a lot of soft tissue injuries on that third day. So I think it's a lot of hoo-ha, but you know, they believe it and they're going to just do a walkthrough. I think they do it just so the media uh, doesn't show up, but uh, they don't have to open practice if it's not a real practice. But, um, yeah, they're taking tomorrow off. So one full practice, let's take a day off. And, by the way, they're four of these days be before the, the preseason opener against the Jets. So this is a, a new philosophy. And then the second thing is the guardian caps. I don't know if anybody knows what they are, but. Are those those, like, um, they kind of yeah.
0: look like like soccer hats that so the goalie soft track.
1: Soft shell helmet protector.
0: Yeah.
1: Offensive linemen. Um, linebackers, tight ends, defensive linemen. You know, guys who can crack their heads are wearing those. First time uh, that the Eagles have used them. So, it's all safety-based. Um, you know, if you're not on the field, you're probably not going to get hurt.
0: Hey, John, you have been killing it. I have to tell you, first and foremost, John, you have about thirty hats that you wear—not just for you know yourself, but also for Jake Comedia. That you guys, Jake, John hosts Burge 365 with Jordan McDonald every morning. He runs the Nova Care Center and covers training camp. He writes for Jacob Sports. He writes for Sports Illustrated. He writes for the Philly Voice. He gives you guys so much sports content to consume. How can you not be a fan of John McMullen? But you guys, this was football 24-7 with John McMullen. And I am your humble host, Tone the II. On top of that, I am the producer for Jacob Sports, Xander vp producer shout out to that guy as well as Andy cross shout out to joe cross as well shout out to the entire jacob sports roster shout out to the sports tech guys rob ellis barrett brooks Derek gunn shout out to dan cilio from the national football show shout out to jeff kerr shout out to the new post game show with seth joiner devin caney mike Massanelli, Derek gunn and also shout out to the newcomer rick saratella in jacob sports the roster is growing you guys you guys have to keep it locked because the content is only going to get better. And look, when the content gets better, you know the price goes up, right? So, shout out to JacobSports.com, uh, Ocean Consort- Re- um, Ocean's Casino Resort. Those guys do amazing work. Go check out the gallery, their new sports book, uh, bars, gaming, whatever you need, they got it there. And that's pretty much it, you guys. We're going to be we're going to be live again. what, in the next couple of days, when it comes to the the training camp special, right, John? Because tomorrow uh,
1: Friday. Next practice. Tomorrow, nothing to talk about. So, um, But Friday, they'll be back on the practice field. Saturday, they'll be on the practice field. Sunday, I believe they have another day off, but don't quote me on that. But uh, they will be out there Friday and Saturday for sure.
0: Gotcha. No problem. So, you guys, you heard it here first. We're going to give you guys some more training camp coverage on Friday, same time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Like I said, he's John McMullen. I'm Tony the second. You guys were tuned in to Football 24-7 on Jacob Sports. Stay tuned and keep it locked. Take care, you guys.